I have, crazy. yeah, I have seen one similar when I've been sat next the whole, so the whole day from the moment they wake up to the moment they leave Mr. Moore mm. of the film critics being like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, Amy's, Amy's having her hair done at this time. <laughs> Danielle's having her makeup done at this time. Yeah. Like, it's just been like crazy. It's, it's like, good, to, it's good to have a plan, but I think you need to know that sometimes you can't stick to that plan exactly. Yeah. Welcome to the Yes To I Do podcast, your weekly wedding planning show hosted by Jack Brister and Chris Piercy. Hello and welcome to Yes Do I Do, your wedding planning podcast. My name is Jack Brister. I'm your co-host today. I'm joined, as always, by Chris Piercy. Today, we had the opportunity to speak to Danny and Amy from Kingston Maud Weddings. We talked about the, uh, the importance of the supplier list and whether you should use a venue supplier list. And of course, today is your second episode of Wedding Go. I'm still not convinced on the name, but Chris is happy with it, so we're going with it. Uh, and today's word is elegant. If you hear them say elegant at any point, you of course win wedding go. You win nothing. But there you go, this is how we got on. So, a big congratulations guys. I hear that you've uh, recently won the best wedding venue in Dorset. So, was that a surprise to you? Thank you. Yeah, it was a real surprise. It was the first time we'd ever um, entered any awards like that. And obviously we were up against the Italian Villa and Milton Abbey. What was the other one? And Millstream Bistro. Yeah, so all three really good venues, so it was quite a surprise. Yeah, I mean, the, Mil- yeah, I mean the Millstream Bistro is kind of a relatively new venue, isn't it? It's yeah, um, so it's where, quite new. Milton Italian Abbey and Italian Villa, very well established and very yeah. well liked venues, so it's not like um, you're up against nobody's. You were yeah, I was pretty yeah. convinced that we weren't going to win. <laughs> so what is it about Kingston Moors that you think that maybe stand out so as, as much as you have in order that you have one. Kingston Moor, the house itself is beautiful. <laughs> I can't, I can't Sorry. disagree with that. Um, and where it's set is so lovely. Like You can't really find anywhere else where you've got a massive house set within acres of land. What's better than an owl at your wedding? Better than extra guests or an alpaca? That's my favourite. And they don't come under the cost per head either. I'm pretty <laughs> USA. No catering required. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> oh, hello. Uh, it's a free guest. You basically. could just up the numbers if you're running yeah, short. Yeah. Up the numbers with alpacas and, uh, and owls and stuff. Why we were talking about adding bow ties to them the other day and everything. So we'll look at that. Ceremony before and then a Hindu ceremony after out on the terrace, and the 
this mandap structure which was just covered in flowers, um, carpets, all these bright saris. It was pretty it was cool, beautiful. wasn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. So is there any, obviously that's kind of going above and beyond the call of duty that most venues would do, so is there, is there anything that you can't really do at Kingston Ward really? We go for crazy ideas, but normal things like fireworks you just can't have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just too, too normal. <laughs> but no, the, the possibilities are quite well, endless, really, because we've got field and land that we can use for things. Um, obviously, as you said, all the different rooms, so we can do small weddings, we can use part of the house, all the house. Yeah, It's really good to have the options. We've had a few requests for <coughs> sort of festival themed weddings. Um, we've been hiring like teepees and stuff like that, so. Oh yeah, we're trying going for glamping at the moment. Yeah, because we haven't got any accommodation, um, so we might have Debbie from Happy Glampers. Okay, and so and that's at the fields out the front, or is it kind of all around, or probably mm, out the front, probably. Out the front, yeah, that, that's really the flattest land that we have. Um, obviously, the front lawn is just a massive hill down to the <laughs> lake, so not ideal. <laughs> not ideal for camping. Have a stream running through your your glamping <laughs> experience isn't uh, exactly what you want really um yeah i mean i, I really like kennedy kingston more and i'm not kind of delighted to be kind of like a recommended supply here put it in inverted commas uh, and that kind of brings us on to our topic of today what we want to talk about is whether a venue um when a venue says these are our recommended suppliers whether those should be the ones that you use or whether there's some leeway in it and uh, what's your take on all that jack uh, for me, a recommended suppliers list is a fantastic way to kind of get an idea as to what you can have at your wedding. So um, they'll obviously have all their preferred suppliers, but as you say, you don't do fireworks. But if this fireworks was a specialty of a venue, then you, they would have a list of suppliers that perhaps you would never find otherwise. So I think it's great to get ideas for, but I think for me personally, the most important thing when choosing a supplier isn't always to stick to the suppliers list but to find people that you get along with the most, uh, which may well be the person on the suppliers list. Obviously, the advantages of the suppliers list is that they know the venue, they know how it works, they know what to do, uh, and they're able to help out in more ways. But I think, for me, the most important thing is that you get along with that supplier. Couldn't agree with you more on that. I mean, what's, what's your take on that, sir? I think recommended suppliers lists are a really good list to go by, um, mainly because people at the venue work with them and know who does what well and who doesn't do what quite as well um, but I also don't think that every, you can't fit everyone that's a good supplier on a list there's a lot of suppliers around here so it doesn't mean that if they're not on the list they're not necessarily a good one so with uh, with Kingston Ward if um, as a coordinator say, if someone says oh I've booked so and so for this <laughs> would you do you give an opinion on that or just kind of do would you just turn around and say that's fine if that's who you want to go with if they're asking for advice, so I'd happily give them honest advice if I knew. So would you, would you veto? Them. Yes. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't say they definitely couldn't have them. But you wouldn't. But you wouldn't if hold I knew, that. if I knew a bad story, and if I knew they'd let people down before, then I'd let them know. <laughs> That's well, and, and I think that couples would probably appreciate that because although yeah. they would have gone to the effort to find someone, um, they would probably appreciate more the fact that their wedding day is not going to be potentially spoiled or you know, like it's. I think it's great to have as much information as possible when making a decision. So um, yeah, I think you've got 
story about that which you're going to share with us mm-hmm. later <laughs> on which is a bit, 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 bit of a nightmarish one uh, that we'll come back to in a minute what's, what's your thoughts on it Daniel? Do you it's just nice if if they're suppliers we're used to working with then we all sort of have a good working relationship so we all work well together the whole day just runs a bit more smoother um, not that we don't like letting new people in but it's just just nice to. It's like catching up with friends. I totally agree with that because I, I think that when I'm, I, I kind of like to find out in advance which suppliers I'm going to be working with, and if I know that I'm going to be working with a certain photographer or, or whoever it might be, um, I always kind of go, oh cool, I think I'm working with a mate, and it kind of adds that extra little bit of fun to the yeah. kind of bit, bit of teamwork, and I think that suppliers mm-hmm. tend to know each other pretty well and they know how they work, and like I said. It's that smoothness, um, which is always going to be a, a great addition to the day. Yeah. Makes it a bit more of a relief for you as well, knowing that you've got some company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think <laughs> what's nice about using supplies is obviously the fact that they all know it, they will know each other better. Is that that adds to the whole day as well, because you're trying to build an atmosphere of fun and enjoyment and having a nice time. And if none of the supplies know each other, then they're going to be a little bit awkward around each other just by the nature of the fact they don't know how each other works. But if you're sticking to uh, a supplies list, more or less, more or less, sorry, then they're, they're going to know each other. They're going to want to make your day the best it possibly can be. And that's just naturally going to happen because they're going to have this connection and this ability to work together better and just create a nicer day, I think. Yeah, I think that's uh, something I can agree with wholeheartedly. I mean, Kingsmore don't have a kind of preferred supplies list per se, but you do have a couple of um, wedding open days you have each day, uh, each kind of year, and it's probably the hardest one to get into in the county, I think, because <laughs> it, um, you know, it gets filled up by supplies, and then the supplies do well, and you know they do well, so you, unless they cancel for some reason, you're not going to let anyone else in because you know they do a great job, right? Yeah, so we always invite back the suppliers we had last time, mainly for the reason that we know that they work and how we like they like working here we like working and with them the space. yeah and it, it, it's hard to come, space to come by so we're actually expanding our next wedding fair exciting you? secret top news uh, well, <laughs> when, when is the next one it's February, February the 17th February the 17th uh, I think I booked in yeah, the, you're the, in. The, the same day that you let me know that, that you were <laughs> organising it because it's always uh, a great fair for me um, uh, I always get a lot of work out there and I always meet the sort of couples that I want to Obviously. Obviously. Uh, but often with uh, wedding fairs, you have, um, if someone just kind of sets up their own wedding fair in, in a particular kind of village hall or something, it will just be like, oh, pay 20 quid for a stand, first come, first serve. I think in those instances, I don't feel like those suppliers will have been vetted and it's not like you can say, oh, definitely go with that person. So if, in my opinion, that is a less reliable source of information than a kind of a venue's wedding fair. Yeah, I think a venue, suppliers reflect on the venue as well, so a venue's not going to let in as such terrible suppliers because that will reflect badly on them. Do, do we sound really snobby at the moment? <laughs> <laughs> we know so many Nobody, terrible Nobody's going to want to come to the Kingston Ward anymore. <laughs> so you, you, you know lots of terrible suppliers? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't 
think it makes you sound snobby at all. I think it's an important thing to kind of get right, though, isn't it? Because it is uh, when you're recommending someone, it's your brand on the line as much as it is mm. that that supplier's brand. So you've got to make sure that they're hitting a certain quality, which of course you get by using a suppliers list or going to a venue's open day or something like that. Because those suppliers are vetted; they know, uh, or you know, that you trust them to do a good job. So I think it that it's not snobby at all to be very selective about who you let in. Uh, I personally, obviously, I don't have a preferred suppliers list myself because that would be a little bit over the top. Uh, but I, you know, I do have couples come to me and say, "Oh, can you recommend a photo booth or a photographer or whatever on me?" And I'll say, "Yeah, sure thing. Um, I know this person, this person, this person." And just like you said, Jack, they, I will only recommend people who I feel are of a good enough standard because. They, they literally are reflecting my opinions, essentially. So if I recommend someone rubbish and then they're rubbish on that person's day, then they're like, why did you recommend that guy? Yeah. Mm. And for us, it, also, it just reflects on the venue, doesn't it? Like, before before we had our own chair cover supplier, so we use Novio Events, and she has, like, her chair covers come in, they're always clean, they fit our chairs, they're made to fit our chairs, um, they're not elastic, before we had that we had people just ordering them off ebay or just from really really cheap suppliers and they would sometimes they wouldn't even turn up in one instance um and sometimes they would turn up dirty and it just looks like it's us yeah i think that done that i think there's some kind of things to a guest a guest might not necessarily know who organizes what to a wedding so to them the venue is quite a main central point so if something's wrong to them it's just going to be like that wedding at Kingston Moor wasn't very good so so as you you guys said Danny and Amy that you don't have a recommended supplies list but I know there are some venues that have a proper sort of structured list and they charge their suppliers to be on that list and I've always kind of found that a bit of sticky ground uh, for me because generally I, I think that a bride wouldn't necessarily know that that um, that supplier is paid to be on the list because I think that there's possibility that they may sort of negate some of the vetting process um, if they're prepared to pay to be on the list. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, because uh, you say you don't have a, a strict supplies list, so you obviously don't charge to have people on it, uh, but I wonder what your thoughts were. So I think it's a really difficult one. Um, I've worked for venues before where they do have a recommended supplier list and they do charge to go on it, um, but I know from the venues I've worked from that the people on there wouldn't have been let on there if they weren't good. But I think it's st- a tricky topic because, can yeah, people things. and couples aren't going to ask the, their coordinators if they've vetted the suppliers that paid to be on there, because in their eyes they've paid to be on there, so they deserve to be on there in some ways. So, just playing devil's advocate here, as I quite like to, <laughs> do you think it's a if a couple is oh sorry if a supplier is on a recommended list, would you say to couples to it's okay to ask? suppliers why they're how long the list or why they're on the list I think so yeah I think maybe you should ask their opinion mm. um, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that I think asking how they ended up on the suppliers list is a perfectly sensible question to ask because if you just say I paid for it then you may take it with a pinch of salt but if they said well I had to do 10 weddings there and then they had an interview process or this and that and this and that happened then you know that you've hit a certain level and you know they're going to be good. So I think that's a perfectly reasonable question to ask. I think it's fine to ask how someone got on the list because the last thing you want is booking someone who's just got the most amount of money. So if someone has 
managed to pay lots of money to get a really slick looking website and pay loads of money on advertising to get you onto the site, but they're actually not very good, uh, then that, that's not the sort of supplier you want to be booking. And like similarly with a venue, um, they will have taken, they're only going to offer places to uh, suppliers if they are good enough. And they, they have admin fees and they want to take these advertising costs. And sometimes you're paying for the, the wedding fairs throughout the year, and that's what you're really paying for when you go onto the suppliers list. So I just think it's important to, to understand that um, for couples. Oh, I think another thing to add is to not be afraid to ask your venue for recommendations. Even if they don't have a recommendation supplier list, it doesn't mean that they can't recommend things to you. So I always encourage our couples to come to us if they're unsure. Because you normally, there's when you look Google photographers endorse it or magicians endorse it, loads will come up. So why not ask your venue what they know about them before yeah, you commit? Yeah, have people saying, who do you think? Have you got a list of people that you'd come to often? Who do you recommend? So do you, just playing the advocate again, again to like, <laughs> Do you, do you two recommend different photographers first of all, or different you know, different suppliers one over the other between, or do you kind of be very similar in your, on your opinions? Mm, probably for now, because I haven't worked this side of Dorset that long, so most of the suppliers I know better are more Paul and Bournemouth way. It's not that far. It's not that far, <laughs> but you'd be surprised the amount of different suppliers. I came here and felt like it was an entire different realm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not driving 20 miles to do a wedding. <laughs> Madness. <laughs> well, I think that brings us nicely to the end of that and towards the uh, the quick fire questions. It's time. Quick fire questions. Yeah, so um, I'll start, shall I, Jack? That sounds like a brilliant idea, Chris. Okay, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, both answers are individually. So, uh, question number one. Your number one tip for choosing a venue? My top tip for choosing a venue is always make sure you visit it um, and always make sure you have a connection with the person showing you around the venue as much as you do the venue. We're on the same way. <laughs> yeah, make sure, make sure you actually like, like the person you come from. If you feel like you have a connection with them, you sh- they're gonna, you're going to get better with them and that you're going to understand what you want. Yeah. And, um, al- yeah, and also choose a venue suits the couple like don't worry too much about your grandparents or your parents and their opinions it's your wedding day so pick what you want and also don't look at loads <laughs> some people are like i've looked at like 20 venues that's just crazy it's a bit overwhelming <laughs> you need a short list that's interesting because we had someone uh, a couple of weeks ago say exactly the opposite say go and see 20 venues yeah. so conflicting <laughs> opinions um i think 20 is Second question is, what is your best wedding story? So one of my favourite weddings that I've ever worked, it was an Alice in Wonderland themed one. So they had like cards hanging from the ceiling and chess pieces everywhere. Um, They had their drinks served with Queen of Hearts dresses and people dressed up. And it was just really nice to have a proper themed wedding because you get like the woodland themed or afternoon tea themed weddings, but you never really go themed. (laughs) See, what I... From the sounds of that, that sounds amazing because I, what I don't like is when people 
and say we're having this themed wedding and then it hired like three items yeah like it was a palm tree in the corner and there's some sand over there yeah. and, a, and also on this desert island but it's like no you've hired three things yeah like, and it was and it was done tastefully it wasn't cheesy mm. so it was nice naked wedding cakes um, and when they arrived they left it on the desk and I picked it up and it was all a big sloppy pile of buttercream and fruit <laughs> and didn't resemble a cake at all that's just, so that, that's the supply you're just vetoing as soon as they're mentioned yeah that one no, alarm bells ring or whenever I hear that name now <laughs> I'll ask you who that was afterwards <laughs> um, and, and Danny I think you've got a great one haven't you Oh yeah, um, it was probably about four years ago now, um, we had a wedding, um, we had quite a late wedding breakfast, everyone was quite drunk at this point and uh, we were clearing the tables, uh, clearing the plates and there was one plate with a one of our linen napkins over the plate so I went to grab this plate and they said no, 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 stop they're sick on that one um, and yeah. I thought what <laughs> so we, and the whole plate was literally just a load of sick underneath this napkin and I, I just have the worst gag reflex ever like the moment I smell something I will be sick I had to run away and force one of the waitresses to pick it up for me because I couldn't do it myself I like, I like how you pulled rank on that one because <laughs> I'm not doing that. That was bad, bad management for me, but I, honestly, I just couldn't. And they were like, oh, stop, we'll just do it. So, and then when we got it, I was like, I just don't know what to do with it. We shoved it in this bin bag and chucked it in the bins. Um, and then later on that evening, we, like I said, it was quite, there was a lot of rowdy people. Um, and then they just like, burst out into this massive family fight um, nice. which was just lovely great <laughs> great story so, <laughs> it's just, oh, just horrendous yeah that, um, that is horrific uh, and uh, penultimately not finally penultimately what is your number one tip for uh, planning your wedding so that's just a general wedding planning tip follow a timeline you can get some really good timelines in magazines and recommendations of what you should do when because um, a lot of people don't realize how early on they should do stuff so booking your registrar make sure you book that in pretty much when you book your venue because that's the most important part um, and things like dresses people don't realize how long it takes for the whole process so 
I would say don't stress too much about it. Although you need to sort of you you need to plan like the venue, like Amy said, all the most important bits. I think on the day people worry about sticking to the timeline um, and get worried that it's not all going to go to plan if you're not at this place on time. When really, when it comes down to it, the whole day just flows and you don't really want to be flapping around worrying because the, the wedding coordinators will look after that anyway. Um, so yeah, don't so stress. Don't, don't stress on the timings on the day. Yeah. I remember speaking to a DJ once and he uh, he showed me a list that he'd been given by the bride and had literally said at one point, three minutes past six, I want this song to play. <laughs> That's but a bit much, isn't what, it? <laughs> by, by the talking clock, is that three minutes past six? Or is that by his watch or my watch? It's just like three minutes, come on, that's, that's just have, crazy. Yeah, I have seen one similar when I've been sent like the whole, so the whole day from the moment they wake up to the moment they leave Kingston Moorwood. Mm. And some of it's been like, oh, uh, Amy's Amy's having her hair done at this time. <laughs> Danielle's having her makeup done at this time. Like, yeah. it's just been like crazy. It's, it's like, good, to, it's good to have a plan. But I think you need to know that sometimes you can't stick to that plan exactly. Yeah, yeah. you can't plan for everything. It's impossible. 25 past nine, have a bucket croissant. <laughs> uh. 10 o'clock, enjoy yourself. That is one thing I say to pretty much all my brides is that no matter how much you plan, it's never going to run to time exactly. It's That's just the nature of weddings. They just don't run bang on time, no matter how hard you try. So just relax. Well, I, I had one last year where the speeches started an hour and 50 minutes after they were supposed to, and bride and groom still had a lovely day. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. And finally, our random question of the week. Um, so, everyone has got one of these. What is your one alcoholic drink that you cannot now drink anymore because of some horrendous story? You don't have to tell the story, but what, what is the drink? Apple sours. Apple sours. <laughs> Classy. Love it. <laughs> Danny? Um, I'm sure mine's Arches and Lemonade. These are, these are definite teenage drinks, aren't they? Yeah, they are teenage drinks. <laughs> and uh, Jack? I don't have one because I don't drink. Oh, that's so interesting. I know. What about Nick? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I'm so glad you are. <laughs> you add that to last week's episode. I just sound so dull and boring, don't I? Um, but yeah, oh. I don't, I've but never... At least you wear a shirt. <laughs> Thank you again. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I've I've never drunk, so. Uh, so yours is like sparkling water, not normal. I don't even like sparkling water. Yeah, I literally tea, right? I literally drink three things. I drink water, tea, and orange juice, and that's it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and my, mine's uh, Jägermeister after an incident in Los Angeles where I'm still not convinced that I wasn't roofied but there you go um, on that bombshell um, thanks so much for joining us today ladies and if people want to uh, find out more about Kingston Woolworths uh, how can they do that you can find us on Facebook at KM Weddings Instagram KM Weddings as well and then also if you google us our website will come up so you want to spell Kingston you want to spell the Woolworths part in case people aren't sure M-A-U-R-W-A-R-D. You weren't sure then, maybe. I wasn't sure. <laughs> you wanted to spot the spelling. <laughs> and uh, Jack, if, uh, I'm not going to say anything horrible this week. Thanks.
how can people find out about you? Uh, you can go to www.theluxurymagician.com. You can find me on Facebook at Jack Brister, the Luxury Magician, or you can find me on Instagram at jbristermagic. Chris, if people want to find out more about you, where can they go? Uh, they can go to chrispearsonmagic.co.uk. They can find me on Instagram, chrispearsonmagic, and uh, searching chrispearsonmagician will find me on Facebook. Uh, bringing us to the end of the show, and sadly, we didn't win, win Widingo. Oh, what was the word? The word was elegant, and uh, neither of you said it. So. Oh, it's not elegant. Oh, our house is elegant, though. Your house is elegant, it. but you didn't say it, unfortunately. Yep. So That's just not a word I ever use, though. <laughs> I just wouldn't have ever said that, Chris. Well, Jack chose it, so blame him. <laughs> yeah, it's my fault. <laughs> oh, I'm gutted about that. Well, thanks for joining us, and we'll have you on another time, I'm sure. Thank you for listening to Yes To I Do. Please remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram using the tag at Yes To I Do Podcast.